Well, welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell and Men's Divorce Podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and managing partner of Cordell and Cordell. We continue in 2021 to bring you information for guys before, during, and after divorce and every issue you can imagine. And we bring you a guest, an attorney from Cordell and Cordell. And today is no different. Joined by litigation partner, Lisa Carges. Welcome. Thank you. So uh, before we get started in our topic today, uh, make sure you keep in mind that uh, we don't want to create an attorney-client relationship, obviously. Uh, it's important for you to come in and provide some specific details so that we could give you the best advice possible today. is not advice. It's simply we want to give you some tips, educational information so that you can write these down, take them to your attorney. Uh, obviously, if you don't have one or you'd like a consultation, uh, we're available across the country where we have 100-plus offices as well as the United Kingdom. You can give us a call at 866-DADS-LAW. 866-DADS-LAW. Find us on the web at cordellcordell.com or across social. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well as Instagram. Keep in mind, uh, coming up here uh, in about a week is a virtual town hall. where We're going to talk about five more mistakes guys make when facing divorce. So you want to register for that. Go to cordellcordell.com. You can register. You can log in live and ask questions of the panel of Cordell and Cordell attorneys and you'll get answers. So until then, we'll see you at the virtual town hall. Let's get started right away. And today's topic, which is a good one, uh, which actually we've talked a lot about in one of the mistakes guys make, which is preparing for evidentiary hearings or testimonial hearings. I think it's a good topic, Lisa. So let's start there. Kind of maybe from the top, kind of what do you think? I mean, I assume it's critical because the outcome would be determinative about how much you prepare, right? Yes, I think that the biggest flaw I see when I go to trial or any evidentiary hearing of any nature is that opposing counsel has not prepared their client and that is a huge detriment to the case overall. Uh, it is probably the number one thing that uh, you need to do in attending court is making sure one, that you're prepared and you're familiar with your facts of your case and that two, that your attorney is properly prepared. And if you don't have your a good attorney who's preparing, uh, your whole case can uh, be a waste and spending oh all that money and all that time, that's just not worth it if you're not gonna put in the time and the work into making sure your best foot is forward. Yeah, I mean, everything is online. You said, I've told these stories before, you know, I'm doing this for, oh gosh, 27 years, maybe more than that, gosh, you know, something like that, 28, I'm getting old, 28 years. And I mean, I remember walking into court and opposing counsel is meeting with their client for the first time. And I'm thinking, well, we got this one in the bag. I mean, that's the thing. If you're watching or you're listening right now and your attorney hasn't called you and you've got court this week today or you've got a court you know, in a day or two and you still haven't gone in, I know we're in still in COVID protocols in some places, at least do something like this via Zoom. And that is prepare. I mean, it is so critical. Uh, I mean, it's like filling out your tax return, not really using a calculator and just hoping it's right. You know, in likelihood, it's not. And so when you meet with your attorney, don't just listen. You should go through practice questions. What's going to be asked of you, right? Absolutely. Um, I know a lot of attorneys that have been practicing a really long time uh, tend to go off the cuff when they're in court. Um, and, and some attorneys that works well for. But my biggest issue with that is if you're going off the cuff, how does the client know what you're going to say and what you're going to ask? And how is the client prepared to respond? Can your client go off the cuff just as well as you can? Probably not. Yeah. Um, so I really think there needs to be a, a set list of questions that's provided to the client in advance of the hearing and that the client can 
then read, review, think about his answers in depth, come in, meet with possibly the attorney, possibly a paralegal and sit down and say, let's do a run, a run through of this. Like, is this the answer you're looking for? How do we tweak my answer to best serve my case? Um, I typically will do that two or three times prior to a trial. And sometimes my questions are tweaked themselves and I change what I'm going to do because of a client's response. Uh, we want to make sure, again, we're putting the best evidence possible in front of the judge in the limited time we have. And if the client doesn't know what you're going to ask in advance and isn't getting that feedback on how to do it properly, that could be really detrimental. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, not only that, uh, it, but I mean, the why behind you're asking the questions, I mean, clients want to know, okay, rather than because that affects, I think, their demeanor, their presentation, you know, why are you asking me about decision making? So share the law with them, right? Yes, absolutely. For example, in Florida, when we're doing custody matters, we have a statute that's got over 20 factors that the court has to assess. Well, I'm not going to go and ask the client verbatim what the factor is. I'm going to ask questions related to his custody personally um, that will get at what the judge needs for the factor. So for example, if it's about um, your interaction with your child prior leading up to the divorce, my question is going to be something along the lines of, you know, tell me a little bit about um, what activities you did with your daughter in the years leading up to the divorce. What did you take her to, to camp? Did you uh, interact with softball with her? Um, what did you do on the weekends? Things like that. The client's don't think big picture like that. They're very narrowly focused on the particular facts of their case. And in order to get out the information the judge needs, the client needs to know why you're asking the questions you're asking so they can better answer it. Yeah. I mean, it's a roadmap. It's like, okay, let's sit down, John. We're going to show you how I'm going to get from point A to point Z. And this is why it's the theme. This is why we're doing it. And they're invested and they kind of know what the strategy is because otherwise they will answer like they're being kidnapped and held hostage. And it'll sound like it. It'll look like it. Yes, I spend time with my daughter. You know, it's just, yes. I mean, the delivery is as important as the substance, right? Absolutely. How you dress, the tone you use, the verbiage and the language you use, your facial expressions, especially now that things are on Zoom or Microsoft Teams or all these online resources, judges can really study uh, how you're interacting um, with the camera. And those eye rolls and things like that that the judge could pick up on could be really detrimental to your case. So practicing those things in advance and being aware um, that the judge could be looking at those types of things. You know, look, it's one day, maybe two days or three days you have in front of a judge, and this is all the interaction you're ever going to get, and the judge is going to decide things for the rest of your life. You need to yeah. be dressed appropriately, you need to know what to say, and you need to know how to say it. For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell and Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. The 
Yeah, dress is so key. I, I again, stories are great because people relate to them. I had a guy who was an executive, and uh, the issue was money, and he didn't want to pay. And you know, so I said, look, you know, you can dress casually, but you know, I want a business casual. You know, don't go, you know, dress in your four thousand dollar Italian suit. I don't want to show if you're going to claim you can't afford it. So what does he do? He shows up in sweatpants and a t-shirt, and, <laughs> and and you know, I'm like, okay, you just took a little too far, and the judge was angry, and it really is it, it does go down to that because that is the biggest question I think clients well what should I wear and you know so it does matter and I think it, for me it matters judge to judge and I always say look if you make more than the judge um, then we have to really have a conversation uh, because that you know in their mind they're your jury and they're judging you and your opinions and your perceptions and your presentation um, and you know all of that matters and when you're practicing with your attorney and I think you make a good point here and, and you can talk more about it. I always, I, I see clients are nervous and I say, look, you and I, when we're in that room, yeah, there's other people listening, but look at me and we're just going to have a conversation. That's all this is just you and me together. And I don't, and I know you made that point. I think that's a good one, right? Yes, absolutely. That is exactly what I would tell my client. And I think that they are clients do get often nervous being put in these situations where their whole life is on display for this third party that they don't really know. And um, the easiest way to ease a client and make sure they testify well is to say, look, just look at me, have a conversation with me. Imagine you're meeting me for the first time and I'm just asking you questions mm -hmm. about your family and your daughter and what you do for a living and your job. And it needs to be conversational to keep the judge interested. It can't be, I'm asking you a question, I formally answer. I'm asking you a question, I am formally answering. Um, yeah. And even though, like I said, we do practice questions and practice runs in advance, at the end of the day, it shouldn't be a script. It should yeah. be a meaningful conversation between two people about what's going on in your life. And I yep. think that's the best way for the judge to really listen to what the client has to say. Yeah. Focus on the positives, you know, tend to, you know, guys are angry, you know, the situation is terrible and, you know, sometimes they misdirect their focus and attention on the negatives, right? They should focus on the positive. Yeah, definitely don't want to play the blame game. I think the most effective testimony from a client is when they are showing why they are a good parent, um, why their job is stable, not why the other party is out there drinking all the time. Um, it, you can say the exact same thing by flipping it around and making it about you and saying, you know, I, I'm sober, I don't excessively drink in front of my child, um, things like that, rather than saying, mom's wasted all the time. You yeah. bring out the better parts of you, and occasionally you can talk about you know, some negatives on the other side, but you don't wanna look like you're blaming them because that just makes you look bad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, if we're going to lead to it, because I think it's so critical to prepare for cross-exam, because that is the great unknown if you've not had your deposition taken in your case, and so you're not really prepared. But in advance of that, uh, it's important to know um, all of the documents, all the exhibits, and what's in them, how they were created, how they were calculated, right? You want to get through all of those and be fully prepared to answer questions on that, right? Yes, you need to know what text messages your attorney intends to introduce into evidence, what email exchanges, what photos, and you need to be prepared to talk about them and understand a little background, be familiar with dates and times they were sent. Um, you need to have all of that prepared and ready to go. You don't want to be on the stand looking at a document and going, I'm not sure when this email came up. That's not yeah. going to play well. 
You need to be prepared and you need to make sure your attorney has that information so they can guide you as to what's useful and what's not. Yeah, so cross-exam, that's the one I think. For me, I mean, I'm not gonna say it needs more preparation, but it is kind of the one that makes them the most nervous because teaching them how to just slow down, relax, don't you want to don't get argumentative don't jump to an answer uh i was thinking the other day as i was talking to a client i said okay get the question i don't want to let you talk in a minute but get the question and then reflect pause think about it right think before you speak so cross-exam talk a little bit about that absolutely i think the best thing i can tell a client to kind of calm the nerves a little bit about cross-exam is look i'm gonna have the opportunity to come back in when it's all over and readdress anything that you might have said mistakenly and fix it. And it'll be a much more um, calming scenario than what opposing counsel may or may not say to you. So if you have to give that bad answer, you, you just stick with it, you talk about it as minimally as possible, and then let me come back in on redirect and say, all right, in your cross-exam, you mentioned this. Let's talk about that a little bit more. Tell me why you did what you did. And you'll have the opportunity to fix. And that usually puts clients nerves at ease a little bit, but making sure that your attorney in advance knows those topics are going to come up is really important. Um, you can't just talk about the good stuff with your attorney. You got to talk about the bad stuff and every case has the good and the bad in it. Um, yeah. And that's okay. But if you're talking about it first in your direct exam or your attorney's fixing it in your redirect, that's what's going to make the cross exam yeah. um, seamless. Yeah, I get, I've had plenty of clients in my life that they thought that they were smarter, better than the opposing counsel, and they began to, you know, have a, a, a battle of wits, you know, and it, you're going to lose yeah. 101 times out of 100. And uh, so it is a lot, allow your attorney to, to fix the problem. And as long as you're prepared, there's always going to be something. There's always going to be some sort of surprise. We know this. It just is what it is. So just, you know, remaining calm and confident, familiar with everything, as you just said, the documents, the facts, the practice, and speak from the heart. Because yeah. either you believe in your case or you don't. And oftentimes, if you become emotional about it, because that's real, uh, it kind of It'll lay aside this kind of attack that may be coming. So really good stuff, Lisa. I appreciate it. I know this is important for guys that are listening out there because you said it. There's so many uh, attorneys, and I always have said that we're plagued with perhaps in this, in this area of the law with lawyers that may not prepare their clients well enough. And that is just such an important factor, not only for yourself to be calm, but really for your case. So thanks for joining and, and giving guys this input. I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll continue to tune in twice every week. Uh, we're going to deliver you issues and uh, things just like this. And again, make sure to check out the virtual town hall coming up here in about a week or so. You can go on any of the social and you can find that. But more importantly, you can register at CordellCordell.com. Uh, you want to log in. You want to ask questions. Uh, you want to get answers. And that's your opportunity. So glad you joined. Until next time, have a great week.